Welcome to the Old Time Radio Westerns. I'm your host, Andrew Rines, and let's get into this episode. This episode is going to be The Lone Ranger. Original air date is October 30th, 1946, and the title is Two Old Men. Hope you enjoy, and again, thanks for listening. speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high old silver, the Lone Ranger. companion Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Mount Silver, let's go before. I'm Silver, Ebenezer and Baldy had been friends and partners for many years. They shared a small house and a small gold claim, but their ailments were individualized. Baldy's eyes had been growing dim with the passing years. Eben's eyesight was as good as ever, but rheumatism made it increasingly hard for him to leave the house. The two old men finally decided to invite Matilda, a widowed niece of Eben, to come and make her home with them. Her cheerful manner, fine cooking, and general efficiency made her a rare jewel. For a time, everything was serene. Then things changed. It was a subtle change at first, but the trouble grew, and presently Matilda had to try and do something about it. Uncle Eben, what's wrong? About what? About you and Baldy. <laughs> Antagonous old weasel. Have you had a row about the gold mine? No. Then what is it? 
Now, speak up, Uncle Eben. You may as well tell me. Well, if you got to know, it's jealousy. That's what it is. Baldy's got so doggone jealous that it soured his soul and turned his brain into cornmeal mush. Jealous? Hmm. My sake's alive. What in tarnation is there to be jealous about? You share and share alike in everything you've got. Well, he's jealous on account of you being my niece and not his. Jealous of me? Well, if that's not the doggondest crazy notion. My sake's alive. Why, I call him uncle same as I do you. And that's what riles me. He's not your uncle. Oh, my sake. You calling him uncle when he's no such thing. He's got him so conceited, there's no talking to him. Now, look here. Just the other day, he said you called me uncle because you had to. But you done it to him because you wanted to. Claims you adopted him. Well, if that's all you've got to worry about. And look what he done for my birthday. Give me a fine wool jacket to wear for hunting or something. And him knowing I can't get out of the house no more. Only reason he done it was to make sure I had to give him a present for his birthday. It's the same as saying, I'll give you a present because I got it. But I'll be doggone if I'll give you something that you can use. Hmm. And what did you give him? <laughs> you know what I give him. I give him a brand new rifle and a good one. And him with eyes that couldn't see to hit the side of Bighorn Mountain. <laughs> now, you two have got to get over this feuding, or I'm going back where I came from. No such thing, Matilda. You're staying here. And you're going to inherit my share of the gold mine. That bald-headed galoot don't like it here. By ginger, he can move. You're all wrong about Baldy. Yeah. He likes that rifle you gave him. And you ought to show the same appreciation. Liked it? <laughs> he hardly touched it. He took it with him when he left the house today. I know he did, and I can tell you why. He took it out to sell it. That's why he took it with him. And him knowing I can't get out and around to unload that no-account jacket. Even for the price of a plug of eating tobacco. You can see for yourself, mister. The rifle is brand new. A repeater, one of the newest makes. It's come all the way from Chicago, and I'll sell it down right cheap. Why do you offer it to me? Well, you happen to be the first one I met on my way to town. I... Hey, by Ginger, let me look at you close. What's the matter? Are you wearing a mask? Yes. Oh, my sheets. My, my eyes have been failing me. That's why I hankered to sell the rifle. It'll be just the thing in your business, mister. With a repeater like that, you could knock off four or five lawmen without stopping to reload. But I don't want to knock off lawmen. I'm not an outlaw. Well, you could resell that rifle to some outlaws and make a profit on it. I'll sell it real cheap. But I don't need a rifle. you got to buy it. Oh, there must be someone in town who could use it. Well, the point is, I want to go back home and tell a skinny old cuss I sold it to the first man I met. Why? Uh, the old sidewinder. He gave it to me as a birthday present. Knowing I couldn't use it. It was a downright ornery trick after us being parts for 40 years. Have you broken up the partnership? Well, not yet. But it's been getting worse ever since his niece come here to live with us. What has the niece to do with your partnership? Ah, uh, heaven just presents the fact that she likes me as well as she does him. Every time she looks at me, 
That's moaning and groaning and working his lip and walk till Matilda's all slobber and sally for him. But look, mister, how about the rifle? Take it along and try it out. Name your own price and I'll trust you for the cash if you don't have it with you. You'll trust me? Sure, sure thing. Let me think it over. You see, there are reasons why I wouldn't want to carry a rifle with me now. Uh, how will it be if we meet sometime tonight? Tonight? You mean after dark? Yes. Shake your life. It's been years since I left the house after supper. Especially after dark. <laughs> but it's a good idea. What's your name? Everyone around here just calls me Baldy. Where'll I see you tonight? Right here, halfway between Kettle Rock and the town. <laughs> I'll be here. I'll be looking for you soon after it gets dark. I'll be sure you bring the rifle. Yep, I sure will. Oh, uh, one thing more. Yep. Don't tell anyone about this deal. Oh, I won't, mister. You can count on me. Good. Silly big fella. We'll meet again. Come silver. to his room immediately after supper. When he emerged, he was freshly shaved and wore a clean shirt and a necktie. Well, I do say, look at Uncle Baldy. <laughs> Slicked up like a saw on the way to stay fair. <laughs> Where are you going, Uncle Baldy? Out. Where to? My business happens to be private. Uh, I'll take this rifle along. You never know when you might meet someone who wants to buy a smoke pole. Might run into a tenderfoot. It ain't particular. Well, if you're going to start going out nights, you better swap the rifle for a coonskin cap. Night is downright dangerous for a man as bald as you are. Baldy, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, where are you going? Out on business, and it's personal. Why are you? You don't uh, let the old man catch cold, Matilda. Why are you? Old me? No, Why no. You calm down, me. Uncle Devin. How'd you like a cup of tea? Huh. Man of his age. Looks like a blamed old fool. Oh, hey, what to say? An Indian. Uh, me, Tonto. Hey, get my gun, Matilda. There on the wall. No, do not need guns. Hey, what's the idea walking in my house like this? What do you want? Me, me here, you've got plenty warm jacket. Uh, plenty new. What's that? Where'd you hear about Uncle Eben's jacket? Well, me need jacket. Uh, maybe you sell it, huh? No such thing. Now, hold on a minute, Matilda. I'll do the talking. But, Uncle Eben, you... I sure would like to see an engine wearing that coat around town. <laughs> so, uh, you want to buy it, eh, engine? Well, maybe. But you can't sell that coat. It was a gift from Baldy. Now, don't tell me what I can do. That old weasel aims to sell the rifle I give him. Now, get square. Now... How much do you figure on paying for the coat, Injun? Uh, me, Tonto. All right, then. I'll call you Tonto. You, uh, got some cash to pay for the jacket? Ah. Well, it don't matter much anyhow. Uh, you, uh, you send jacket. Uh, me send cash. Why, I got the jacket right here. You can take it along with you. Oh, no. No, me not take it. Maybe someone see Tonto. Leave here with jacket and... Maybe think me steal it. Well... You send jacket. Well, well, I send it to. You send to North Trail near Big Water. 
counterweight there. Uh, how would you stand, Jacket? I don't know. My legs ain't... You, uh, you fetch it? Who, me? Uh. Hey, you could make that trip, Matilde. He's right. Would you do it for your old uncle? Why, I think this whole thing's the most downright shameful... But Paul, he'll sell the rifle and I got to get square. My poor old legs is no good, honey. Or I'd take the jacket to big water my own self. I... Well, I'll deliver that jacket if Baldy sells the rifle you gave him. I'll bet a dollar to a dime he's talking about selling that rifle right at this minute. As fine a rifle as there is. And I fetched along some ammunition for it, mister. Here, here's a whole box of cartridges. Well, I guess we're agreed. Agreed it is. Oh, I'm downright sorry I can't use that rifle my own self. If I could, I wouldn't sell it at ten times the price. There's just one hitch, Baldy. What's that? If I were to be seen with a brand new rifle, one that's known to have been given to you, people might think I stole it. Well, I'd tell different. Oh, no, no, you mustn't say a word. But I... You'll have to send the rifle to my camp. Where's that? Follow the trail north to Big Water. It's right there. Uh... I know to be a hitch of some sort. I can't follow no trail, mister. My eyes. Well, uh, can't you find someone who'll deliver the rifle for you? Well, I, I don't know. You spoke about your niece, uh, Matilda, isn't it? Yep. She could probably bring the rifle to me. That is, if you really want to sell it. Oh, I want to sell it all right enough, but I don't know about sending Matilda. Oh, it's an easy trip to Big Water on horseback. Well, she ain't really my niece. Well, your friend's niece. Uh, uh, Perhaps you're afraid I'm not to be trusted. Well, after all, mister, I I think you're all right. I, I like your style of talk, but... Well, Dad's right that you can't get around the fact that you wear a mask to hide your face. Oh, the mask. Yep. Perhaps I can show you something that will explain the mask. Show me something? Yes. Here. What's that? Take it. It's a cartridge from my belt. A cartridge? You don't have to take my word that it's silver. You can try your teeth on it. You'll know it's not a lead cartridge. Here's it. It sure is hard, whatever it is. It's silver. The same as my horse's name. Silver. Does that mean anything to you? Great day in the morning. You're the Lone Ranger. Does that explain my mask? Yep. If it's why in tarnation you want to buy my rifle. <laughs> you practically forced it on me, Baldy. Yes, that's so. Will you send it to my camp? I sure will. And when I tell Matilda who's to get it, I bet wild horses couldn't hold her back from making the delivery. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
to continue our story. When Baldy came home without the rifle that Eben had given him, Matilda was prepared to keep the promise made her uncle and take his heavy jacket to Tonto the Indian at a camp on Big Water. She was amused by the behavior of the two old men on the morning after Tonto's visit. She knew that Eben wanted the chance to speak to her alone and saw Eben's face light up with interest when uh, Baldy said, Well, I reckon I'll step outside the door for a breath of fresh air. That's good. I can use it. Here in here is getting pretty bad. Well, it'll improve as soon as you step out. Oh, is that so? Uh, come it. Now, Matilda, hurry up. This is your chance. But, Uncle Eben... Get inside I... your coat and skip out the back door while Baldy's out front. Are you sure you want me to take your jacket to that Indian? Of course I'm sure. Well, Baldy came home without the rifle. I told you that I... That you delivered the jacket. I'll deliver it if you really want me to. Good. Baldy was still standing in the cold air in front of the house when Matilda came from the rear with a saddled horse and a package tied behind the saddle. Matilda, where are you going? Oh, I've got to go on an errand, Uncle Baldy. I expect it'll take several hours. Oh, some duration. Which way are you riding? The North Trail. Why? Say, that's fine. That's where I wanted you to go. Hey, maybe you could do me a favor. Well, what is it? You know that rifle I got from Eben? What about it? It's standing over there again in the woodshed. What? I thought you'd sold it. Yeah? You didn't have it when you came in last well, night. I left her out here. Fact is, honey, I did sell it. I want you to deliver it for me. Oh. I'll show that no-account old termite what I think of a present that was meant to get under my skin. Gave it to me because he knowed I couldn't see good enough to use it. Well, I'm... I'm selling it. Mm. Who... Who might I take it to? Senya, we'll take it. I guess I may as well. I'll... I'll tell you just where the masked man is camped. Masked man? Listen, Matilda. That masked man is the Lone Ranger. There was a brisk wind blowing a hint of snow to come when Matilda reached the camp on Big Water. She had been surprised when Baldy told her to take his rifle... But her surprise was even greater when she found that both the Indian named Tonto and the masked man who expected the rifle were in the same camp. Later that afternoon, Eben was sitting by the fire with a look of deep worry on his wrinkled old face. Baldy, wearing an identical expression, paced the floor nervously. Oh, I should never have done it. Crackety, if anything happens to Matilda. Yeah, getting later all the time. She should have been back hours ago. It's all my fault, Dad, rest all. Your fault? It's no such thing, Baldy. It's me that's to blame. I'm the one that asked her to ride an errand for me. Oh, if something happens. I was the one that asked her to do a special errand. You? Yep. But I'm the one that sent her out in the first place. The blame's on my shoulders, Baldy. It's all my fault. Yeah. No getting around it. I never should have let her go near the camp of a redskin just to take him that jacket, too. That jacket? You mean to say she was taking it to a redskin? Yes, I sold it to him. Oh. Well, go on. Rare up and blow off steam. Didn't you hear what I said? 
Yep. I said I sold that jacket to a redskin. Matilda went to deliver it. I heard you, Eben. Well, what's the matter with you? I thought you'd raise the roof. Heaven, I, I got something to tell you. Huh? It's, it's about that rifle, the one you, you gave me. You likely sold that, too. I did. I, I sold it to a mash man. A mash man? Uh-huh. And I asked Matilda to take it to him. You sold that rifle to an outlaw? No, no, Eben, he wasn't an outlaw. He... He said he was a lone ranger. A lone ranger? And I figured, being that was the case, it would be all right to let him have it and to let Matilda deliver it. Where'd she go then? To camp on Big Water. Where? Big Water. What about it? That's not so far. She should be back by now. She went to the same place with the jacket. No. Is that so? Yes. Did that redskin want her to bring the jacket? Yes, sir. It was his idea. Well, it's the same with the mash man. Hibben, maybe he weren't the Lone Ranger at all. Yeah. Maybe he was a crook. Maybe it's a scheme to capture Matilda and hold her for ransom or something. Hibben, you think so? I'd bet on it. And Matilda's in danger. It's all my fault. No, my fault. If only I could see the follow a trail. I can I... see you all right. Only I can't follow no trail with these no-account legs of mine. Dagnam it all, if there was only some way I could set out for my poor niece. Hey, then we got to do something. Say, you can hitch up a team to the buckboard, can't you, Baldy? Well, sure I can. Then do it. Do it and get me aboard. We'll go together. I'll do what seeing has to be done, and you do whatever walking is called. Hey, right. What's the weather look like? Huh? I can hear the wind from time to time. Snow. There's snow coming. There's going to be a mighty cold night. Hurry, Baldy, get the buckboard ready. We got to find that girl. We just got to. Wind and driven snow beat at the two old men on the seat of the buckboard as they pushed along the north trail. They had traveled for a couple of hours and darkness was close at hand. Oh, we got to find her, Baldy. We just got to find her before it gets dark. Can't you see some sign of a track? No. If there was a track here, the wind would blow it away. If something happens to that girl, I won't want to go on living. Think how miserable we made the poor creature by arguing all the time. If I could just have another chance, that's all I asked. Me too. Can't you see nothing in the way of tracks? Nothing, Baldy. Nothing at all. Hey, wait. Clean up. Oh, oh. Holy, that there was a repeating rifle. The only one around here is the one I gave you. Say, they come from over that way, I'm sure of it. It's got to be, Matilda. It's got to be. Get it there. Get it out, boy. Matilda lay in the snow at the bottom of a gully with Eben's heavy jacket wrapped around her shoulders. She suppressed a chuckle and feigned pain oh. when she saw Belle Baldy coming toward her. Matilda! Oh. oh, Matilda! Are you all right? I just twisted my ankle, that's all. Doggone horse cleared off and left oh, me. She's alive, you poor girl. Me and Eben have been looking for you. You scared the daylights out of us. Where's Eben? How did he get here? We got horses in a rig. We'll get you home in no time at all. 
Let me help you to feet. You think you can stand? I can make it all right. Now, just lean on me. Oh, poor girl. I bet you were scared most out of your wits, what with Nidak coming on and all. Oh, I knew the rifle would bring help sooner or later. My rifle. It pressed us to you. Even so, I... I'd likely have frozen if it hadn't been for that nice warm jacket. McKinney! Thank goodness you're all right! Get aboard this wagon and we'll head for home! Hey, here, Matilda. Let me put that wood on the fire. You don't want to be up and doing with a sprained ankle? Oh, thank you, Uncle Baldy. Well, I'd better keep this cabin nice and warm on a night like this. Now, darn it, Baldy, just think of it. If you hadn't to give me this jacket, Matilda might have froze out there in the trail today. Yes, you're going to melt and run like lard if you insist on wearing that jacket in front of a roaring fire like this. This will be the first winter in a good many years that I've been able to sit and feel real warm. Yes, a mighty good thing Matilda had this rifle with her. Well, shucks, you'll wear the doggone thing out. Makes a man feel downright powerful holding a rifle like this. Both the rifle and the jacket were mighty comforting to me. You know, Baldy, we're a couple of blamed old fools for thinking we should have split up. Neither one of us is more than half a man. Yep. We got along first rate with your eyes and my legs. Yeah, but it takes the two of us to do what either one of us could have done 20 years ago. We was going to split up. We should have done it then. Please, now, do stop this talk of splitting up. Well, it's too late to do it now. Well, I reckon I better go get more firewood. Say, uh, Eben... Let me borrow that jacket a minute, will you? Yeah, yeah, sure thing. Borrow it whenever you want, Baldy. And say, Baldy... Yep. Maybe when the weather's nice and warm again, come spring, you let me borrow your rifle. Oh, uh, sure, it'd be first rate to sit on the front stoop and blaze away at wild turkeys and jackrabbits. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can borrow it whenever you want, Evan. Be sure you run some grease through the barrel when you're through shooting. Why, sure. A rifle like this is got to be took care of. <laughs> Why, you two old fools. Don't you see what happened? Yeah. You each bought the thing you liked most of all and gave it to the other. Just so you could borrow it back. <laughs> and I thought Baldy was being ornery. <laughs> hey, close that door. Uh, me, Tonto. Oh, well, I changed my mind, Tonto. I ain't selling this jacket. And if you see a masked man that's looking for a rifle, uh, tell him I changed my mind, too. Ah, me tell him, and that make him plenty happy. (laughs) Did he say it would make the masked man plenty happy? Yep. I don't shabby that. (laughs) Don't either of you try to understand the Lone Ranger.
just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. This has been a presentation of otrwesterns.com and we hope you enjoyed. Please take some time to like and rate our shows in your favorite podcast application. Follow us on Facebook by going to otrwesterns.com slash Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel by going to otrwesterns.com slash YouTube. And send us an email, podcast at otrwesterns.com. You can call and leave us a voicemail, 707-986-8739. This episode is copyright under the attribution non-commercial share-like copyright. For more information, go to otrwesterns.com slash copyright. Have a great day, and thanks for listening.